Round by round, drink till you drown are the words the singer screams. And I drink a toast to the ghost of all the things I have seen. Cause we are all trying so hard to be all the things that we're not. Like pretty and smart and clever and hard. When we're all just weak and lost. And I am at it again. Trying to drink myself back to sin. And I am at it again. Trying to let the demons in. I am at it again. Trying to drink myself back to sin. And I am at it again. Trying to let the demons win. Hello. Hey, wouldn't you know it? We're we're at it again. Look at us. Look at look at, look at us at it again. I am Nathaniel South, and uh, this is Loon the Pod, uh, a podcast about Loon the band. Not really anymore, right? <laughs> uh, I miss I miss I miss those I. I miss Patrick and Brett. Um, we're gonna just jump right into it. I, I, the, if you, if you're one of the like two people that listens to this at like one in the morning wh- when it f- like first hits, you'll notice that this is coming out pretty late. Um, it's coming out pretty late <clears throat> because I just could not bring myself to do it yesterday. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Uh, this has been such a fucking hard week. I, um, mentally and emotionally, I have been fucked up all week and we're going to talk about it. Uh, cause that's what I do. Um, sorry, Kyle, this is going to be a not happy Nathaniel one. So just you know, keeping that internal scorecard, wherever you're listening to this, just go ahead and put this in the sad angry one um there have been a lot of things going on in america i i don't think anyone's listening not in america but if you live somewhere else know that america is kind of a a festering fascist dumpster fire at the moment and um we're uh unlike a lot of places in europe and in south america some places that we're responsible for causing it, we're not as used to dealing with fascism directly here in the United States. And um, over the last three, four years, we have been desperately trying to catch up, those of us that care, and figure out, oh shit, what do we do? So, let's jump into Indiana House Bill Uh HB 1134, uh, House Bill uh, HB 1134 is um, supposed to be on paper, claims the Republicans, a uh, bill to increase the transparency of schools to parents so that parents can shield their children from language and knowledge and 
ideas that they find offensive. And this is where we get into that weird thing of how much personal control should a parent have over a child in a society. And these are very hard questions, but I don't think this bill makes it very hard in this specific instance. I think there are plenty of gray areas that we could have tons of debates about. But what this bill is uh, actually is we do not want you talking about uh, sex, safe sex, queer sex, uh, sexuality, sexual identity, gender. And we do not we do not want you talking about race in almost any way, period. And in Indiana, that is a very specific thing because we have a very intense and sordid past with race relations here in the Hoosier State. Uh, the headquarters of the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan was, was here in Indiana. Um, there were still marches in Goshen when I was a child. Um, I know because uh, teenage Nathaniel wanted to go to one. And I don't know how much I've gotten into this on the podcast, but um, it it's something that I want to get into and talk about more um, and have even, um, even talked about um, going on, um, although they have tons of more important things to talk about. Uh, at one point, we, I was talking with Daniel uh, Harper from I Don't Speak German about going on there and talking about um, my time in the church and um, my own flirtation with, uh, with extremism. When you don't talk about race correctly, when you don't put history in context and then you have an angry abused white kid like me well then you know you need a place to put all this hate and anger and the thing about extremist groups is they're always there to to welcome someone in Uh, fascist and white supremacist hate groups um, feed on that, on on youth anger. That's the fuel that runs the machine. The the mouthpieces at the top, for the most part, don't want to get their hands dirty, <clears throat> so they get, you know, seventeen to. 35 year olds to do it you know usually it's even younger than that it's more like 17 to 25 26 if you look at the videos from unite the right there were a lot of a lot of kids and white kids in that group you know a lot of youngins and i did i i didn't have context for that i i grew up in a church that that 
everyone around me was saying things like I don't see race, which is um, reductive to the point of being dangerous. <clears throat> and my parents, though abusive in many ways, were not actually racist themselves, but because they were abusive shitbags in their own way, uh, when I started becoming racist, they didn't get involved. Because, like, what are they going to say to me? I'm going to be like, you're, you're a fucking child abuser. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> and, um... You know, I have to live with that. There's a lot of things that birthed from my abuse that, um... I have to live with. And part of that is talking in in moments like this when 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 this uh House Bill 1134 comes up and says, "Yeah, this is going to radicalize some motherfuckers. Like this isn't just going to be we don't want to talk about the the unfun stuff in high school. This is going to be a a uh a brick on the the path towards more white kids becoming fucking fascists. And I don't personally, um, electoral politics is, is, has failed us again and again and again and again and again. And I think it will probably continue to fail us. That does not mean that I, I don't vote. That doesn't mean that I'm saying that you shouldn't vote. It's mainly me saying that if you don't vote, I get it. But hopefully not voting is not, it does not also translate into not paying attention and not doing that. I, I won't forgive. We all have to start figuring our shit out and, and coming together as communities and um, being there. Because as things get more dangerous. And, and that's the other thing that, that these. That this stuff that we're going to start talking about today. The, the hard heavy stuff here at the top. Before we get into ska. <laughs> which sadly is also going to be a hard and heavy conversation. Uh, because uh, of how I why I found out that uh, that uh, uh, the mighty mighty boss tones broke up. Um, we have to start being louder and louder and louder about this kind of bullshit. And for the most part, I, I, I've seen people have. And that's good. 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 We're doing the right thing. Because as these official uh, places start failing um, us as communities and um, the youths and the children, then it is us, the communities, that have to step in and fill that gap. Um, and so <clears throat> I kind of lost the thread there of my own. I, I kind of want to I kind of want to verbalize all of this. So I, uh, you know, using this HB um, 1134, I, I want to officially get the first flagpole in the in the podcast of me talking about my least favorite thing about my past. 
even more than my uh, childhood abuse, which is very hard to verbalize. Uh, uh, I was filled with anger. I was filled with rage. I was listening to conservative pastors preach on Sundays about uh, how wrong uh, liberal thinking was. I was listening to teachers at school hammer the point the home that uh, that that America is great and slavery wasn't that bad, or if it was bad, it's done now and isn't that good. And then uh, I was listening to fucking Rush Limbaugh all the time. I had a teacher who let us listen to Rush Limbaugh during lunch. And Rush Limbaugh was a white supremacist. I mean, that the stuff that he was spewing into the world in the 80s that I listened to was anti-black, anti-brown, anti-queer. And so I'm hearing that these people are bad. Uh, people who get abortions are murdering children. Uh, gay people are trying to destroy America. Uh, Hispanic people are coming over the border to invade and corrupt and, and take away our language. And I'm angry all the time. And I hurt all the time. And I want people to be scared of me. Because I think that's, that that fear will, will protect me. And so then... All of a sudden, I have a Confederate flag up on my wall. And uh, a friend of mine's listening to Screwdriver. And uh, we're talking about going to a Klan rally. And saying racist shit. And now I'm... I'm 15 years old when, when this is happening. And by the time I hit 16... Um, it was I was basically already done with it. It was like a... <clears throat> brief lashing out... Phase. But that doesn't make it okay... The um, the people that I, I may have hurt or scared in that brief time, it doesn't make it okay. It's why I take this shit really seriously. It's why when um, Unite the Right happened, something in me... Because I'd pushed, I'd, I'd pushed so much of this away in a lot of ways, and just you know, I'm I'm not that person anymore. And then I see um, these twenty-year-olds with uh, clubs and shields, no, knowing that um, there's a world where that could have been me.
and I'm ashamed, and I, I, I feel ashamed all the time. Nothing I can do to can can um, change that. And so, I thank Mother Rock and Roll for bringing me here. I put on the armor of punk rock. I'm going to go out and fight the fight. And part of that part of that fight is um, laying myself bare and saying, um, sometimes even if you're the shittiest version of a human, you can become better. And maybe um, putting some context of how, like, if you think, well, how can someone turn into a racist, hateful, bigoted piece of shit? You know. DM me. We'll 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 video chat. I'll I'll try and help you understand. Not forgive it. Not make it go away. Like I gotta, I gotta wear these. I gotta wear these 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 scars. These are, these are me. But uh, I can help you understand maybe a little bit of how somebody gets there. And and, I got real lucky. I didn't. I didn't cross any um, physical violence lines. I didn't threaten any minorities. I basically was a 4chan shit poster in high school without the, the, the 4chan board to do it on. And so that is a good segue into the other things that have been going on uh, in Greensbury, uh there is a high school that started pulling um, books off the shelf. Uh, uh, I, this article that I'm reading, um, which I'll put I'll put all of this in the notes. I mean, articles, everything is grain of salt these days. But um, it says around 100, 130 books have been pulled off the sh- shelf in Greensbury, Texas, at the high school. <clears throat> the school board voted like um, seven to zero to change the process so that um, administrators no longer have to bring uh, books to a hearing if they want to ban them. The list is floating out there. I posted it on my Instagram. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. Uh, it, it's it's what you think it is. It's a. Uh, Stuff about racism and stuff about being queer and stuff about being a leftist. And they want to get rid of it. <laughs> Let's see here. Let me read this. This is good. It's good. The district began removing books from the shelves earlier this month. According to a statement from a statement sent to WFAA from Greensbury ISD, the Board of Trustees voted to amend district policy to allow the removal of... And this is the quote materials because they are previous, they are previously vulgar or based solely upon the educational uh, suitability of the resources resource in question. I, I, I'd have to like read that sentence seven times to figure out the back of it. But the previously vulgar. That's yeah. 
Because to conservatives, <clears throat> to fascists, to people on the right, our existence is vulgar. And and <laughs> these are these are good things to know about what we're really dealing with. And I promise you, pointing out hypocrisy does not do shit to these motherfuckers. Stop posting about the hypocrisy of it. Stop it. Stop. They don't care. They know they're being hypocritical. They don't care. Power. They have it. They're going to use it. They're going to try and get more of it. And they're going to try and keep it. That's what they care about. The evangelical movement voted for Donald Trump, not because they believe in Donald Trump, but because there was a unspoken and at times spoken promise, put me in office, I'll give you enough judges to overturn Roe. They did not give a fuck about anything but that. And they don't care when you point it out. This this list was um, hard for me. I had a hard Friday. Um, if you f- follow me on Instagram and stuff, you kind of, unfortunately, and I apologize for this, got kind of like caught up in the wake of me having a full-blown <clears throat> PTSD trigger moment. It was hard. It was bad. Watching adults take Watching adults take books or try, try, because we're getting there. This this has a happy ending of sorts. Watching that reminded me of my childhood. I was not lucky enough to have a very good um, community outside of my community. That's how religions work. Sorry. It doesn't mean that's how I think your re- religion or personal practices work, but... In general, <clears throat> most religions in America... No, that's not true. Let me back that all... That, fuck all that. I was dumb of me to say. The conservative evangelicalism that I grew up in, whether it be as hard right as my church was, which was still softer right than some, but more intensely right than others, even the ones that were more quote-unquote moderate want to try and build a system where their children are not exposed or very rarely exposed to anything that is not deemed Christian. It's very cult <clears throat> light. It is, and sometimes not so light. So when I got, when I smuggled stuff in, that was quote unquote naughty or sinful. Like that was my, like it took work. Like I had to like, I bought CDs for a long time by skipping church on Wednesdays and, uh, going across the street to the mall or, or like bouncing like super early, like, like waiting till everybody started praying and then just being like out the back and then across the street to karma music where usually I had decided not to eat lunch for a whole week. And then I would take that lunch money that I had squirreled away 
and I'd buy, you know, Nirvana Nevermind or Everclear Sparkle and Fade or Pretty Hate Machine. And then my mom would find it and destroy it. Or uh, a pastor would, like, hammer me for a month until I finally broke and I'd bring my CDs in and break them all. The, the These things were very important to me. They helped keep me alive, frankly. And so I saw that. I saw adults pulling books out of libraries and it fucking triggered the fuck out of me. And it was a real rough day until uh, my friend Trisha kind of like firmly... <laughs> uh, not not with not with uh, anger with with love but but firmly was like motherfucker the internet exists and i was like oh shit the internet does exist <laughs> so so these <clears throat> beautiful teens hopefully are just going to take that list and pull up kindle <laughs> and start reading some really great shit and hopefully their local community is does stuff to, you know, like just buy those but just leave them. Just buy those books and just randomly leave them and uh like out in front of the high school, like free books here. That doesn't mean that we should not be aware that it's happening and and know that this is an is an extension of that power. This is maybe um the least effective uh way to flex that power, but it's it's still them flexing power. They are they are still um you know, I, I, I think that a lot of us know that the culture war was lost to the right a long time ago in America. It is not hip to be square it is um you know they the 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 culture is left-leaning if not these days even harder left-leaning but um but we should still be aware that they're doing it and we should be talking about it and we should be preparing for it uh, uh, Tennessee, uh, school district there, banned mouse. Uh, Art Spiegelman's uh, mouse is is arguably the the best comic book ever written. Um, it is <clears throat> about the Holocaust. I have never um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reading this article uh, from the cut. And I'll, I'll put it in there, too. It was just kind of the first one I saw. And I'm, I'm kind of, like, trying to see where the, what the, their exact, because I, I just was so mad I didn't even bother to, citing the use of swears like the phrase damn and nudity of cartoon animals during a genocide. Uh, not saying that there is not important material. I've read it 
and read through all of it and the parts it talks about the father the father is the guy that went through the holocaust i really enjoyed i liked it said school board member mike cochran there were other parts that were very completely unnecessary <laughs> oh you mother you dumb fucking white supremacist motherfucker cochran also stated that he felt teachers could teach kids history without nakedness and all that other stuff Another board member, Tony Allman, expressed concern about violence in the book, saying it shows people hanging. It shows them killing kids. Why does the educational system promote st- <laughs> promote this kind of stuff? Sorry, I'm reading these quotes in real time. So it were like uh, it's about to get real angry. So if if the word fuck bothers you, uh, one congratulations for making it to this episode because i say fuck all the time but it's about to get real god fucking damn it these dumb you want to know why fucking education is important do you want to know why fucking history is important it's it's moments like this it's understanding that it's not promoting this shit it's the the way that you keep a holocaust from happening again is by showing kids the fucking brutality and reality of it that a government pulled people apart for nothing but their genetic heritage and murdered them by the thousands that's why that's why you fucking teach it there is very few things that fucked my world up in an important way more than when I went to the Holocaust Museum at 19 and saw the video footage of the labs where they had fucking boxes and tubs of body parts for the scientists working there. You just walked over to the tub of fucking legs. And pulled one out. Because they were everywhere. That's how they viewed it. That's how they thought about it. They 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 didn't see these people as people. They had trained their brains to think about them as as other. And maybe that's a good way to, to like that's the difference. Like me at at fifteen flirting with racism flirting with becoming a white supremacist you fast forward to me at 19 crying just crying outside of the holocaust museum when you're in a When you're in a when you're in a um, a school group and you go to the Holocaust Museum, usually you end up with a a guide. And back in 1999, there were a lot more survivors still alive. And so you, we we had a gentleman who had lived through it he was a very small child he had the numbers tattooed on his arm 
and you go through they hand you a booklet in each uh, there's different sections of the floors and the the levels <clears throat> and different places where they tell you to turn a page and you learn more about the, the the booklet is a person and you learn more about their life and over the years i've i've lost mine sadly i, I wish i still had it in fact at one point i think i had five or six of them because my classmates a bunch of them didn't want to keep them and i just wanted them all So I don't remember his name, but I know he was a father of of two boys and a wife and two boys, and they both were married and they had kids. And so you read about them, you read about the ghetto that they ended up in, and then I read about him ending up in Auschwitz. And then you go to this... uh, You go into the, <coughs> you go into this big room, <clears throat> and um, you just stand in this big white room with a, I believe, a verse from Isaiah up on the wall, and you read that verse, and then it tells you to turn to the last page. No one in that family made it out of the Holocaust. Not a single person. Not him, his wife, neither of his boys, neither of their wives, none of their children. They all died. That's why it's called a holocaust. Because they all die. And you can't erase that. And you can't pretty it up. And you can't lessen it. You have to stare at it. You have to teach kids to stare at it. And know it. And understand it. Because they didn't stop. They still happen. We haven't fixed anything. We haven't learned the lessons. you have to make mouse brutal because it was brutal and the last thing I want to talk about is uh, in Nashville Uh, a couple days ago, six cops executed a black man on on a bridge on I sixty five. Um, I don't know what exactly was going on. I don't know if he was just sitting there or if he was having some sort of mental health issues but one cop rolled up then two cops rolled up that now there's six cops and they've got the bridge and it's escalated and he probably feels scared and angry uh and pulls uh what they say was a box cutter out of his pocket and they just opened up on him 
This is why you let... This is why you teach the brutal parts of history. This is why you have to tell people what white supremacy is and how it works and how it functions. And it's also why they don't want it taught because they don't want things to change. They want to keep the power. They want the system to stay the same. And I'm going to say something here that is going to be... I don't think the Democrats want much to change either. I don't. I don't think they really want it to change. Which means that we have to keep forcing the change. The next time you think, even for a second, a shitty thought, like why uh, are these black and brown people in the streets... Are these are these twenty uh, year old black block anarchists in the streets wanting to burn down a McDonald's? This is why, because they don't want the system to change. And it has to change. It must change. It needs to change. It's a terrible system. There's a better world. It's there. We can make it. It's just going to take a lot of work. So. It's been a week. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones broke up. There's no good way to segue into Hot Topics. And ska bands. Other than I really... Really struggled back and forth with uh, knowing that it was going to be a harder episode. What do I want to talk about musically? <clears throat> do I want to talk about ska? And then two things happened, and and it and it. Even though I I kept kind of swaying back, the reason I'm here, I'm going to talk about the Mighty Body Boss Tones, is for two reasons, and they're very important ones. One. Uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones are, are maybe one of the first places that I like really started in, I I don't know, maybe not, maybe not just them, but like, like ska and ska punk in when I finally got into Op Ivy and, and Rancid and some of that stuff where they were a little bit more aggressive about their racial politics and and being anti-racist and anti-fascist like that's where i um that's i think that's the thing that started de-radicalizing me it was mother rock and roll of course it was mother rock and roll and so you had i bought um the album um what is it uh let's face it i believe I'm going to double check that real quick. Yeah, Let's Face It, which is the name of the song. So I bought Let's Face It, um, I think, like, pretty much the weekend it came out or the week it came out. I was on my way to um, work at Slippery Rock uh, Baptist Bible Camp. I was 17, um, and I bought it, and I bought the Foo Fighters, Color and the Shape. 
And I played the shit out of both of those. And the Boss Tones record was so good. And uh, I had already gotten into Ska. Though I, I publicly shit on Ska fans. All, like, as a teenager, it was just... <clears throat> you know, I was a tough, hardcore kid, man. So all that skanking shit. Fuck off with that. Pretended I was so above and so much tougher. And honestly, the Scott kids all, I think, came from families where their parents loved them and had a lot more fun than I did. <laughs> uh, and, and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, you know... Uh, this has already been a pretty long episode, so I don't know how much I want to get into them, but Scott is a, Scott has a very, um, you know, its roots are in reggae and in, in, in Jamaican music and, um, you know, then you have bands like The Clash and then over here you have Op Ivy and, and, and so it's, it's been pretty good, pretty consistent about as each new uh, wave of kids pick up horns and guitars that they kind of verbally pass down this like anti-racist, anti, anti-fascist mentality. Like, like like they honor their roots. They maybe honor their roots more than <clears throat> most other forms of music do. And that's pretty great. And, um, the uh, song, let's face it, is um, you know, it's it's not like uh, they were not, like the Boss Tones were not known for their like super poetic turn of phrase, but it was it's it's a super in your face anti racist uh, you know, song, and um, I think that the one thing that I listened to more than anything when I was a teen was was rock and roll like i listen to rock and roll like i i if if you put it in a rock and roll song i would at least give it some time <clears throat> and um you know that was that was i think that's awesome and i and i think that record is still fucking great i uh hadn't listened to it in a long time i heard they broke up and i put it on and i still knew almost every word to every song that's how much i listened to it then I found out why they broke up, and that was a bummer, but I think it's important to talk about, too. Uh, uh, Dickie, the lead singer, is an anti-vaxxer. <clears throat> Anti-mask, anti-vax. And the band got together and was basically like, can't, just can't keep going, and they decided to break up. So I have a lot of love and respect and admiration for those guys because this is a band that they've been doing. Uh, sorry, I realized that I twisted my microphone around. That this is a band that they've been doing for thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two years. Long time. Um. And I think that uh, I'm starting to even in my my little world, which tends to be pretty left. There is more and more grumbles about why can't the why can't the the pandemic just be over? And I get it. 
I've, I, Omicron has gotten so aggressive, as I've, I said on last episode, I'm basically back to, I just, I go to work, I come home, I go to work, come home. I haven't brought anybody into the apartment to do a, an episode in a while. Uh, we haven't recorded anything as a band. We are, we just are in a holding pattern because it's still not safe. <laughs> And that's a bummer, but it's not fake. It's not because it's fake. It's because it's a bummer. It's because society failed. America, the United States of America failed. If we had paid people to stay home in the beginning, there's a very good chance that, that it would have died down enough all the way back then, two years ago, to not have mutated as much but because we didn't but because because we made it easy for every place every place i know to come up with a reason why they were uh, a unnecessary business and the capitalist machine just kept churning we were allowed to be a petri dish for a virus to do what viruses do which is spread mutate so I get the frustration, but it's not fake. It's, it's not. So this has been a tough episode. And, uh, if you're still here, thank you. Um, last time I did an episode this tough, I think only 13 people listened to it. (laughs) So maybe, Maybe the Holocaust will uh, be easier for people to listen to than abortion, than women, than than people with uteruses, reproductive rights. But I don't know. I have my doubts. Um, we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play a, a song now from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and we're gonna play the one. We're gonna play the one. The impression that I get, because it's a fucking great song. It still slaps fucking hard. So we're going to listen to it. It's going to feel weird, but good. And then afterwards, I'm going to say goodbye. All right?
demons don't possess Or has it ever come down to do or die? You got to rise above the rest song it it really is and um there's a lot of empathy there and i'm i'm sad that dickie lost that somewhere and i um i'm really proud of the rest of that band for doing the hard thing um and i love you very much and I'm glad that you're here. And I'm uh, I'm grateful that you're trying to do the hard things in your life. And it's okay if we all fail. As long as we keep trying. Thanks for taking this heavy hard ride with me today. Um... Yeah, so thanks. Uh, I love you very much. Loon loves you very much. Be anti-fascist. Be anti-racist. Be pro-black and brown. Be pro-queer and trans. Gender is a construct. It's a figment. It's chains holding us down and holding us back. Books are great. V for Vendetta changed my life. Comic books and graphic novels are wonderful. And we should make sure all the kids can read all the stuff. Well, I'll talk to you I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>